I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word Sid. Right now, he's the esteemed statesman from Long Island. He really was a great statesman. He he served as chief of the Homeland Security uh, uh, Committee in the House for years, kept America safe, and did wonders for Long Island. And he's a colleague. He appears with uh, Mr. Katsimatidis on Cats at Night on a regular basis. His name is Peter King. Good morning, Congressman King. Hey, Bernie. It's great to hear you. Great to hear your voice. <clears throat> As always, John, great to be with you. And uh, missed you yesterday, Bernie. But great to have you back today, stronger than ever. Yes, sir. And uh, Our ratings are way up today. I, I, I believe it. You get rid of me and you substitute Bernie. <laughs> you can't hear for more than that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the easiest Peter way King, to you ratings. do a great job, too. You do a terrific job, Congressman King. Uh, so listen, there is so much going on. Uh, let's start, I guess, with the war in uh, Ukraine. I mean, at this point, Congressman King, I know you are actually you're one of the rare people that I know uh, who are for a no-fly zone. But at this point, would you concede that Russia has really lost the battle and the, the that the the better part of discretion at this point, in my opinion is to uh, pursue a diplomatic negotiation, give him a face-saving off-ramp. Something tells me you don't agree with that. No, actually, uh, I didn't support the no-fly zone. I agreed with General Keene, though, on giving the MiGs to uh, to the Ukrainians. They'd be, uh, again, foreign planes being uh, flown by Ukrainian pilots to defend Ukraine. I don't see that being an act of war against Russia. But in any event, uh, if there is an off-ramp that could work, yes, but I don't want it to be like Munich, where we just stop the fighting now, and everyone leaves, and Russia is in a position to uh, attack six months from now, and you know the whole world will have forgotten what happened. I mean, uh, we have to see what the off-ramp is. I'm sure there's listen. I'm sure there's ways they can do an off-ramp, but not in a way that gives Russia the victory that it didn't earn. Because all we're doing then is, I think, you know, the same with the, uh, uh, the Treaty of uh, Munich, where uh, Neville Chamberlain right. said, you know, you know, it's peace in our time. And it ended up being one of the, you know, one of the uh, worst conflagrations of all with World War II. So I think uh, right now, yeah, Ukraine is winning, which nobody ever thought was going to happen. The thing is, Russia, of course, can bomb them into the Stone Age, literally. So uh, if, if an uh, off-ramp can be found, if there can be an agreement which is going to preserve uh, most or all of uh, Ukraine's uh, integrity and their uh, landmass, and that the, somehow the Russian threat will be diminished in the future. Yeah, do that. I just don't know what Putin has in mind. I don't know if Putin wants an off-ramp. I mean, it made no sense to have the war in the first place, if Putin had the war in the first place. So I don't know how rationally he's thinking. Listen, ideally, the best thing would be if the uh, Russian military, the Russian intelligence agencies, and the uh, oligarchs get together, 
plus even some Russian people in the street, but at least all the you know, big power breakers, street, uh, brokers, and they remove Putin. To me, uh, that is in Russia's best interest. They wouldn't be doing it for any moral reasons at all, but just that he's really decimating their military for no real cause. I mean, even if they end up winning, I mean, look what's happened to their military. Right. And the Intelligence Bureau, he's blaming them for all this. And, you know, they're people you don't want them against you. And uh, the oligarchs, uh, even though the sanctions are not as tough as uh, I might uh, want or John might, might or you want, uh, might want, the fact is that they are still hurting, and those oligarchs are in danger of losing their uh, you know, ill-gotten uh, gains. Uh, so that, to me, would be the ideal thing. Listen, Khrushchev was removed in 1964. Going back to when Stalin uh, died, they removed Beria, who was the head of the secret police, considered the most powerful person in Russia. So the Russians can do it. And uh, to me, that would be the best thing. Whether that, not that happens, I don't know. Listen, we're always open to negotiations. But I just, uh, and again, in, in the final analysis, you know, it's up to Ukraine. But uh, if, uh, if we can get somehow between NATO and Zelensky and the Russians a legitimate peace agreement, not a sellout like Munich, then sure, we should go for it. Nobody wants war. My Russia, God. Should, no. Russia should promise reparations to Ukraine. That's what I would demand. Yeah, uh, yes. I mean, the cost of that, I mean, that, that looks like Europe after World War II, when you look at, I mean, cities are just being bombed, and uh, uh, get people being bombed into submission. <laughs> the refugees being attacked, hospitals being attacked, schools being attacked. Yes, there's always going to be what's called collateral damage in war, but this certainly seems to be intentional. When you see them just bombing out apartment houses, bombing out uh, uh, hospitals, bombing refugees. Oh, it is intentional. It's, it's, it's horrific. It is a war crime. He's a war criminal, and I wish, like Lindsey Graham, somebody would take him out. Somebody from within would, uh, you know, I don't know, slash his throat or something like that. But uh, either way, we have to stop the uh, deaths, stop the carnage, because, I mean, innocent people are dying left and right. So whatever they have to do short of uh, appeasement, I think they should do. Uh, Congressman Peter King on the Bernie and Sid Show with John Katzmatidis. The, the politicians are playing ping pong, and people on both sides – the Russian army uh, and, and the Ukrainian people are suffering, and it's wrong. You know, you you want to uh, you want to fight in the world arena, fight at the Olympics, you know, fight at the chess. Yeah. But you know, in twenty twenty two, enough is enough. You know, uh, absolutely. If this, if, if this is Putin who who started this war, who wanted the war, and somehow is continuing this war. So, again, I think the, the guilt is all with, all with Putin on this. You can always find you know, one side to this, one side to that. But uh, to me, this is such a clear sign of aggression by one person. And I don't think you know, the Russian people have any great desire for this war either. There's nothing in it for them. And it, that's why it never made sense for Putin to do this. But maybe, you know, maybe there is something to the, uh, you know, the thought that he is losing it, that something is... Uh, you know, uh, got off in his mind. I, I don't know what it is, whether he wants to be Peter the Great, he wants to bring back the uh, Russian Empire. I don't know what well. this is all about, but the fact is right now, remember, this is the first war in Europe, other than the Balkans, now it's fighting within themselves. This is the first major invasion in Europe since World War II. I mean, this is almost 75, 80 years. And well, is- Peter, there's, there was another invasion. Turkey invaded Cyprus, a NATO country invading another NATO country, and took possession of the whole north of Cyprus, and nobody said boo. Wow. Is that right? That's interesting. They, you, that was wrong, and nobody said boo. And uh, uh, right now, I'm go, going back to Putin. Putin, this is a big embarrassment. 
their army is not worth a crap. I no, mean, that, that, that is the biggest embarrassment to Putin. They have no, no freaking. Uh, they have no freaking army, you know. And they have no, and they have four or five generals there leading each division, but they don't have a general in command. They don't have a general in charge of the whole theater, you know. The left, the, so the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. That is tremendous embarrassment. Yeah, they've lost five generals in this war. I think we lost one general, General Walker, in the Korean War. I don't know if any other time we've lost generals. And it's not the generals are hiding. They are supposed to be behind, and they're supposed to be planning and uh, coordinating from day to day. In this case, the communication systems are so bad. The Ukrainians were able to block the, uh, the Russian communications that the generals have to get closer to the front to see what happens, and they become targets. I mean, to lose five generals in three weeks against what, let's face it, this, this should have been considered a very inferior army. I don't think anyone had any idea the Ukrainians would fight this hard, this skillfully, and this uh, tenaciously, and yet they have, and Russia seems just totally unprepared for it. I don't, They're uh, protecting I, I mean, their homes. I, I, They're I, protecting their—would you protect Brooklyn? I, I, I certainly would, but again, nobody thought, no matter how strong you are, I mean, look at the French, they collapsed in 1940. No, no country, no army of this size has ever stood up to an army as large as Russia. And, it's, I mean, they're outflanking them, they're uh, outfighting them, doing everything. And the Russians just seem like they're uh, just like stuck in, literally stuck yeah. in mud. I mean, who thought in the 21st century that a sophisticated military would allow itself to be stuck in mud and just be sitting ducks for the uh, Ukrainians who are trapping them, shooting them, surrounding them, uh, blocking uh, exits. I mean, it's just a uh, tremendous demonstration of military skill. And as you said, John, guts defending their homeland. But you can be courageous and not be as skillful as the Ukrainians are. They are have tremendous skill. We have a tape. Um, Matt Meany has it from last night. We didn't play it because we went overtime from this young gal from downtown, downtown uh, uh, Kiev or Kiev. I can't never say chicken Kiev. It's chicken Kiev. No, Kiev, I agree. Okay, and she's 22 years old, and she says she's prepared. Uh, she's an American. She's a friend of my daughter's, uh, Andrea's, and she's prepared to pick up guns and defend Kiev. And uh, uh, Matt Meany, if we find that tape, let's play it. It's only a three-minute tape. And uh, it's it's scary. These people are defending their homes the same way we would defend Brooklyn, and 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 the Russian, the Russians don't really want to be there. No, and they're fiercely and courageously uh, uh, defending their homeland. And the Russians have been it's been been exposed that they don't have a fierce fighting machine. That's why partially the Hitler analogy doesn't really work because we know from here on in. The army is uh, the Hitler's army was strong. Everybody was afraid of it. Now it's not. The Russian army is not strong, and in that sense, he's not. He he doesn't have any designs on any of the countries because he couldn't even take Ukraine. But Peter King, in the time we have left, that's my humble opinion. Uh, very quickly, uh, a Kathy Hochul, she's on board with tweaking the no cash bail law, but it's it's turns out and it's not gotten a lot of exposure yet. It's really weak tea. It only involves, does her uh, notion of uh, reforming the the no-cash bail law, it only involves offenses that involve guns. In other words, the the perpetrator, anybody pushes somebody onto a subway track 
or the guy who punched a girl in front of the uh, Plaza Hotel, a nine-year-old girl yesterday, and is a recidivist or appears before a judge, the judge doesn't have the discretion to use against any of those perpetrators uh, unless they use a gun. That, to me, is not really reforming the no-cash bail law. No, as we're finding more and more about it, it appears to be not what it was built to be in the beginning. And even then, it's only one step. I mean, so much more has to be done. I think Kathy Hochul saw the handwriting on the wall that because of people like John Casmatidis and WABC, the people are outraged at the so-called bail reform law that was passed two years ago. And they want to change. So Kathy Hochul wanted to give into that a little bit, give the impression that she's standing with the police. I am so disappointed. I worked with Kathy Hochul in Congress. I thought she was going to be, at very least, a moderate Democrat, but she She's gone way over to the left. Now she's trying to cover her tracks a bit. But the fact is, unless we elect a Republican governor, I'm supporting Lee Zeldin. But if it's Lee Zeldin, Andrew Giuliani, Rob Astorino, we have to take this state back to have real, real reform, really get in there and stand with the cops. Because this uh, you know, nickel and dime stuff where you take everything away, then you give a little bit back, it's not going to work. You have to be unequivocally for the police, against the bad guys. And as John said, stand with the $8.5 million against the 3000 This shouldn't be a tough decision to make. Well said, Congressman King. Also, we're going to have Deborah Valentine, I'd like her in the studio uh, later, to talk about that one uh, person, the DA's office refused to take a gun off the street, and then it was used for murder uh, two weeks later. We should talk about that. Wow. Yeah, we'll get her in, uh, John. Congressman King, we're out of time, but you're terrific. You're great. I look forward to working with you tomorrow morning. Here on 77 WNC. Good afternoon. I'll be with John at 5 o'clock with Cats at Night. Look at that. The you, you, Bernie, you got all my crews. We got I everybody lo- on the show today was on last night, too. I am blessed. The ubiquitous Congressman Peter King. Thank you so much, thank sir. Thank you, Bernie. Take care Bernie. of yourself, buddy. Thank you. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.